Again, it's awesome to see each of you this morning. I pray that uh, this week's been great. Um, what a beautiful, beautiful week we've had celebrating the birth of a Savior. It's time of year. It's tradition to give gifts. Did anybody give any gifts this year? Did anybody receive any gifts this year? Another year, another year is a gift. Amen. Amen. Matter of fact, when I was talking about gifts last week during the children's message, Adrian said it more perfect than I could have. When I started talking about gifts, I was trying to get their favorite gifts. He says, you know, it's really about being with our families. And I thought, you know what, that's the most beautiful thing I've heard all week. And I've done a lot of studying, but the way he said it and how sincere he was is really what this Christmas season is all about. We, uh, again, we uh, celebrate by giving gifts. Um, I actually enjoy giving gifts. Um, I enjoy receiving gifts, but I really enjoy giving gifts. Matter of fact, when I buy a gift, I usually shop at the last minute. And it's not because I'm a procrastinator, even though that I am. It's because I can't wait to give them. If I buy them early, I give them early. Then I have to buy more. <laughs> but if, um, if I buy them, and I think I've told this story before, but it's, uh, it's worth telling again. I, when, when Abby was real young, she and I went Christmas shopping for Rhonda. And we bought her one of those old alarm clocks with a CD player. So we got it home, and I told Abby, I said, now, we've we, we got to surprise your mama. You know, we don't need to tell her. Exactly what we got her. We can tell her we bought her a gift, but she's going to open this on Christmas. So we wrapped it and put it under the tree. Rhonda got home that evening, and Abby looked at her and said, Mom, we got your radio. And I thought, she's worse than I am. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can wait just a few minutes, but this morning I am going to talk about a gift. Gifts are special to us. And for me, especially the older I get, it's funny what I remember, and it's funny now what I place value on that didn't really matter before. Again, um, Adrian said it perfect last week. Um, it's funny the Christmas gifts when I was a kid that I still remember getting. I remember receiving... Uh, um, and again, most of them was not tied to value. It's usually tied to who gave it to me. That's what makes it special. And this morning as we celebrate the birth of a Savior, our perfect gift, that's what I want us to remember, is just think about the gift that you remember more than any. And then I'm going to tell you about a gift that's even more important and longer lasting than that gift. I'm going to start by reading some scripture. I'm going to read from Galatians 4. I'm going to read verses 4 through 7. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our life, into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. 
So you're no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you bless us with. Lord, thank you for, again, this time of year, Lord, to spend with our families, Lord, to celebrate birth of a perfect Savior. Lord, thank you for that ultimate gift that you gave us that first Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, it is funny, the things that we remember from childhood, and then some things that you think that uh, you may remember you don't. I always, um, again, enjoyed Christmas time. Uh, Growing up, there were three children. My, My younger sister was born after the first three were grown. But growing up... Uh, I was the youngest of three, and I'll never forget the first year that we joked about finding Christmas gifts. And I found one that was hidden. And um, then I really didn't like that I had found it. Um, I'll tell you how old I am. It was the first video game I ever got. It was a Pong. It was it had Pong and it had one other thing. If y'all remember, it's the monochrome. And, and then I, I, I was excited because, hey, I was going to play with it, but I'm like, man, I'm not going to be surprised. So, again, it's funny the things when you get older that you do remember. Some of the things that are special to you. Most of the things that are special to me have no monetary value anymore. Memories, the, the being together, just to see the faces of people when they're opening gifts. I can't imagine seeing the faces of the people who came to see Jesus' birth. We got there right after Jesus' birth. I can't imagine being a shepherd that day. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. And I'm sure they're thinking, you know, I wonder what he, you know, why are we even here I can't imagine what must have been going through their mind when they received that perfect gift. There's some things, again, that are perfect, or or not perfect, but but I remember vividly. um, And some of the gifts that I remember, one in particular was when I was a youth pastor. And there was a couple of siblings who had a tough life. I mean, they really, really had a tough life. They didn't know where their next meal was coming from. They didn't know sometimes where they would even sleep the next night. And they got me a tie. That's why when people joke about ties, I'm thinking, yeah, that's one of my favorite presents I ever got. It lit up. I mean, it was it ended up not doing it anymore. But that gift that they gave me was special because they gave from nothing. They had nothing. And for me to receive that from them is unbelievable. And I start thinking, God sent us a perfect gift. A gift that's more important than any tie that we can receive, any video game, any ring, any piece of jewelry. See, the gift that God sent us that day. It's perfect. It lasts forever. It lasts for an eternity. It's salvation. 
See, God sent us the unspeakable gift. He sent us a gift to save the world. He sent us a gift that's beyond description. He, get, get, he, he sent us a gift that 2,000 years later is just as new as it was the day that he sent him. But you see, Jesus' story didn't start that Christmas morning. Jesus has always been. Jesus' story started before creation. Matter of fact, John 1 tells us that in the beginning, the Word was God and the Word was with God. And later on, we learned that Jesus is that Word. So Jesus has been around since the beginning. Since before the beginning of the earth. But you see, God loves us so much. John 3.16 tells us that he sent his only son. And the reason why he sent is so we can be saved. We can't do it on our own. There's nothing we can do in this world. There's nothing that we can receive. There's nothing that we can give that assures our salvation. But you see, God, on that Christmas morning, sent us the perfect gift. He sent us our perfect gift. And you see, our perfect gift has a mission. And as we talk about, as I open up this perfect gift that God sent us, I want to talk about the perfect mission. I want to talk about the objective of the mission. I want to talk about the perfect ministry of the gift. I want to talk about the perfect message of the gift that he sent us. You see, Paul writes about this perfect gift in the scripture we just read in Galatians 4. He helps us to understand Jesus and his mission and his ministry more clearly than it's been explained before. You see, as we open this greatest gift, we're going to celebrate the gift of salvation. First, this greatest gift, this most perfect gift, has a mission. That mission was conceived in heaven and carried out on earth. You see, Jesus, again, his beginning was not in Bethlehem. He already existed. Him coming to Bethlehem, him living a perfect life, was for us. He was already with God the Father. You see, in the fact, he is the great I am. He is the great I am. He is the agent behind creation. His mission was planned before the world was even created. But again, he carried it out on earth some 2,000 years ago. This plan, this perfect plan, you see, is God's plan. And it's God's gift to us. You see, back in Jesus' day, culturally, the language that was most spoken was Greek. It was Greek. And Greek is a very expressive language. And sometimes we lose a little bit of translation in English because Greek is a lot more expressive. As a matter of fact, the word love in Greek has four words to explain. They all mean 
something else. But we use the one word. So sometimes we lose things in translation. But again, culturally, that's the language that was spoken. It's the language that was known around the world. Politically, the Romans ruled the world. The political empire was in Rome. Matter of fact, the Romans and the Jewish leaders are who crucified Jesus. But what was Jesus' first words from the cross? What did Jesus ask the Father to do? The first thing he said, he's got seven statements from the cross that we've studied, but what's the first thing that he asked the Father to do? It was to forgive the ones who was crucifying him. To forgive the ones who was torturing That's the first lesson today. Is we need to pray for even people we don't agree with. People who are crucified. And why it was so important. Yeah, he was asking for forgiveness of the Roman soldiers who were carrying out his punishment. The importance of that later we know is because the Romans were going to be converted. The very ones who crucified Jesus is going to help spread. They're going to help spread and help Paul have avenues to spread the word of Jesus Christ. You see, politically, even though things looked like they were in despair, God used Rome's occupation to spread his word. Pax Romana means the Roman peace provided social, economic, and political stability. Lex Romana means that the Roman law gave citizens and the empire certain rights. And as those citizens started being converted, they had certain rights to spread the word. Matter of fact, Paul was a Roman citizen. And then third, Rio Romana means the Roman roads. They had infrastructure. They could move. And the word of God was carried out through the roads that, uh, that were built by the people who crucified Jesus. That's the God we serve. He can use so many things that we don't expect to carry out a perfect mission, to carry out a perfect gift, because He is perfect. See, the objective of the perfect mission was to redeem us. It was to redeem everyone who's under the law. That's the objective of Jesus coming to earth. You see, Jesus came to this world for one purpose. One main purpose. And that was to die for the sins of humanity. That was to carry your sins and my sins to the grave. That's why Jesus came. That's his mission. That's his objective. Was to carry our sins to the grave. And we know that on the third day he was raised, but our sins were left behind. He remembers them no more. You see, that's the objective of our perfect gift. The outcome of, our, of his mission is perfection. We can't add anything to God's gift that he gave us. We can't add anything to perfection. Perfection is perfection. As a matter of fact, Jesus also said from the cross, he cried out, it is finished. It is finished. In John 19.30, he makes that cry.
what he was saying was finished. It was not a cry of defeat. It was a cry of victory. It means it's complete. His mission on earth has come to pass. It is finished. There's nothing we can add to God's mission. There's nothing we can add to the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's nothing that we can add to our perfect gift. He was perfect when God sent him. Christmas Eve, I told you, sometimes I look at things a little backwards. It's kind of a gift I have, I guess. I don't know. But even the Advent wreath, when we write, light it, and we light it for hope, peace, joy, and love. And then we light the Christ candle for perfection. But as, if I, as I've studied the Advent wreath this Christmas, we're blessed because the Christ candle is already lit. It's already lit. The Christ candle is lit. And I can't imagine trying to have hope without Christ in the center of my life. I can't imagine trying to have peace without Christ being the center of my life. I can't imagine trying to have love without Christ being the center of my life. Because I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. But I know who is. I know the gift that God gave us that first Christmas, that perfect gift, our perfect gift, His ministry, His objective was carried out perfectly. I've already messed up this morning. I messed up before I got here. But you see, God's mission, God's gift does not mess up. Matter of fact, it covers my imperfections. It covers your imperfections. If we were still under the law, we'd be doomed. Because we can't be perfect. The only way that we can be in relationship with God the Father is through our perfect gift that He sent to us. That's the only way. You see, this makes it a powerful ministry. It makes it a personal ministry. Because you can look in the mirror, you can look in your eyes, and you can see who God died for. You can see who God sent his son for. You can see who Jesus died for by looking in your own eyes. If it had just been you, he would have made the same sacrifice. Yeah, collectively, he died for all of us. But I'm telling you, as we go out in the world, you're not going to look into a set of eyes that Jesus didn't die for. It's hard for us to understand. It's hard for us to understand. There's people who are not worthy for God's grace. You know how I know? I'm one of them. If it was left up to me being worthy, I would never receive it. You see, to receive this perfect gift, it's not about our perfection. It's about His. It's about His. It's not about our perfect hope, our perfect peace, our perfect love, our perfect joy. It's about His. And I'm thankful for that. You see, because, again, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I make mistakes in my personal life. I make mistakes in ministry. I make mistakes as a teacher. I make mistakes as a husband, as a son, and as a father. But because what Jesus, because of God sending his only son and him living the perfect life, that's the only way... I can receive that eternity. I told you that Jesus was 
there at the beginning. Before the creation of the earth, he was there. And guess what? He's going to be there for eternity. He's going to be with us for eternity. You see, our gift is not going to get old. Our gift is not going to get ragged. Our gift is not going to get lost. Our gift is perfect. The gift of saving grace of Jesus Christ is perfect. It delivered us from the authority of the law. You see, we could never live up to us. James 2.10 tells us that. It reconciled us to a place in the family of God. It reconciled us to a place of the family of God. Matter of fact, we cry, Father, we are children of God. That's the gift that we have. We're a part of his family. We're a part of his family. We're a part of his greatness. And we can spread the word of his perfection. And his great saving grace. His mercy. But I wonder this morning. I know we live in the United States of America. We live in the Bible Belt. But I wonder this morning how many people haven't heard this, this word. We think living here that everybody has heard about Jesus' saving grace. But I can assure you everybody hasn't. I can assure you I have talked to people who've lived in this area the whole, their whole life. They don't know what Christmas is. They have no idea. They have no idea of the perfect gift that was sent. I've talked to them. All ages, I've talked to people who have not received this perfect gift. This morning, I want to ask you, have you accepted this gift? Have you accepted our perfect gift? Have you allowed Jesus Christ to be the center of your life? Are you depending on Jesus Christ to be the source of your hope? Are you allowing Jesus Christ to be the source of your peace? Are you allowing Jesus Christ to be the source of your joy? Are you allowing Jesus Christ to be the source of your love? If you're not, this altar is open. If you haven't received this perfect gift that can only come from a perfect Savior, it's open. If you have received this gift, and Christ is your Lord and Savior, I pray this morning that as we go back into our normal lives, that you share the gift with others. That you share the gift of Christ with everyone you see. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all that you do in our lives, Lord. Thank you for sending us our perfect gift. Lord, our, our gift that, that covers our imperfections. Lord, Our gift that, that, that is the only way that we can be saved. Lord, thank you for that hope, that peace, that joy, and that love that can come from a relationship and only from a relationship with the risen Savior. Lord, I pray this morning if there's anyone here or anyone listening online or anyone that someone's going to come in contact with, Lord, if they don't know your perfect grace, your perfect mercy, Lord, that we share it with them today.
Lord, we pass on the gift of perfection that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen.